In the holy name of Jesus, amen. These are the three holiest days of the church year. Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. And so it is ironic that over the next three days, our three most holy days called the Triduum, the three great days, Jesus will neither rest nor play. Instead, Jesus will suffer every human pain, and he will suffer them more deeply than you or I could ever understand. Normally during these three days, we think of the physical pain, the whips, the nails, the cold, the ache, the nakedness, and the suffocating struggle for breath. But tonight, let's think about a much more cruel pain than any of these. Tonight, Jesus is betrayed by the ones who are as close to him as humanly possible. Every sin is betrayal. We betray God any time he speaks and we do not listen. We betray each other any time that we are cruel. Any time we lie or cheat or steal or lust or hurt or envy, so go the Ten Commandments. But that sounds so theoretical when betrayal is so practical. Betrayal is so useful. Betrayal sacrifices somebody else so that I can get what I want. Betrayal sacrifices somebody else, even the Son of God, so that I can do what pleases me. On Monday, Thursday, that betrayal is particularly cruel because Judas is in the place of honor. Judas is so close to Jesus at the Passover that he can reach over and touch him. When it was evening, as they were eating, Jesus said, Truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say one after another, Is it I, Lord? And Jesus answered, It is the one who is closest to me. It is the one who has dipped his hand in the dish with me. Perhaps you've been betrayed. Actually, I'm sure you've been betrayed. Perhaps it was your father or your mother who was no father or no mother to you. Perhaps it was your husband or your wife or your child. Perhaps it was your best friend. Somebody who, in happier times, dipped his hand in the dish with you. You know what comes next. Everything explodes. Betrayal shatters and splinters and scatters. Betrayal smashes your life to bits. 
leaving us aghast. We are disoriented and disfigured. We are adrift and we are shamed. We are suffering and we are wanting. And we are very much alone and very much unloved. First, think about Judas. He is an apostle for goodness sake, a companion, a collaborator, a confidant, welcomed and trusted and loved. But Judas does not return the love because he is a practical man, keeping the coin purse and calculating the odds of success. In the end, Judas only cares about himself. How can I get what I want? How can I do what pleases me? And so his relationship with Jesus explodes. Now think about the crowd. One kind of crowd had welcomed Jesus on Palm Sunday. Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But quite another kind of crowd is gathered tonight, a very practical crowd, one very much calculating the odds of success, a crowd who claims we have no king but Caesar. That crowd will greet Jesus later tonight and say to the authorities, it is best for us if you would crucify him. Kinky Friedman was right. On any given Monday Thursday, or at your work, in divorce court, or on Facebook, during Easter dinner, or at your high school reunion, right in the middle of all of those you thought were your friends, the crowd always chooses Barabbas, and so your world explodes. Now, what does Jesus do when his world is blown to bits? What does Jesus do on a night like this when he can neither rest nor play? Jesus celebrates. He celebrates the Eucharist. Jesus comes and he takes and he blesses and he breaks and he gives. The bread becomes his betrayed body. The wine becomes his betrayed blood. It becomes anti-venom in the most literal sense of the word. When that body touches us and when that blood washes us, Jesus puts our pieces back together again. When he takes and he blesses and he breaks and he gives himself, he gathers, and he hallows, and he heals us. He erases all betrayals, and he pulls us close again, back to a place of honor, so close that we can reach out and touch him, and also touch each other. Tonight we eat, we drink, divine and holy things, Tonight, we've come back to the table 
we've come home to Eden. The Eucharist is the great anti-betrayal, the great unbetrayal. Tonight at his Holy Eucharist, Jesus refuses to be separated from any of you. And he refuses to let us be separated from each other. No matter what you've done to him, Jesus insists on loving you tonight. And he also insists that we love each other. Tonight in the Holy Eucharist, Jesus gets as close to you as is humanly possible. And now at the Eucharist, I see getting what I want is a lie and doing what I want is a sin. So betraying him or any one of you is a waste. But love is a second chance to live again, to live as close to him and as close to you as humanly possible as companions, as collaborators, as friends, as confidants, as one. Come get the Eucharist now, and then go home and unbetray your life. Go out and forgive as you have been forgiven. Give second chances all around. Love the ones who have hurt you most. Make restitution where you can. Maybe even name your next child Judas. After all, in the three great days, we believe in resurrection. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>